This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to our discussion right now with David Kiley of Business Week magazine and Paul Eisenstein from the DetroitBureau.com. Great having you both here. Uh, let's start talking about these rumors that started percol percolating up this week that GM might move its world headquarters. David, what do you make of this move? Well, you know, it was a question from the gallery to CEO Fritz Henderson. He fielded a question he, I don't think he had gotten before. He did it a little clumsily. He seemed to open the door that that could be something in the restructuring of relocating headquarters out of downtown Detroit, you know, maybe to the tech center. It seems a reach to relocate out of the Detroit area the way Volkswagen just did, yeah. you know, moving from Auburn Hills to the Washington area. Um, I don't know. It would be a blow to downtown Detroit, that's for sure, because let's face it, I mean, no one the size of GM is looking to move into downtown Detroit on the waterfront. Yeah, Paul, what would you make of uh, the, this talk of Detroit GM? Detroit would be devastated. I can't even imagine how they would, how they would make that do you, up. Do you see it as David does, though, as it's kind of a stretch to I, think? I think it's a bit of a stretch, but right now everything's a stretch. Henderson has said that over and over and over again, that they are looking for every possible opportunity. Uh, I think there'd be reasons why uh, you'd see pressure on the Obama administration to say, get GM to rethink that if, if that did become very serious. Uh, at the same time, there is a definite higher cost doing business in the city with its income tax and such. Uh, and there may also be a message going out there. Folks, if we're going to uh, stay in Detroit, Detroit's going to have to come to the party, which, as you know, they have so much money in Detroit, it'll be easy for them to let's, cough up tens of millions of dollars in tax savings. Yeah, let's not forget that Detroit has a new mayor who may be sticking around, Dave Bing, who by my assessment and a lot of other people's, is probably the most reasonable sort of business-oriented yeah. mayor that the city's had in a very long time. So I don't know, maybe the conspiracy theory, maybe it was a planted question to get Bing thinking about it and what he can do policy-wise to keep GM downtown. Well, what I found interesting is that uh, Fritz Henderson just didn't slap this away. He said, oh, we're looking at everything and that's not at the top of the list. So instantly I thought, well, how far down the list is it? Yeah. And I, I found it very interesting that he, he didn't just dismiss it out of hand. It'll go to the top of Dave Bing's list, I can <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> right. and, and we have to be very clear that GM has to has to look at absolutely everything. We've seen a bunch of things that we couldn't believe were on the list, dropping so many divisions, for example, all of a sudden become reality. So if GM isn't looking at the cost of doing business at every single level, then Fritz doesn't deserve to have this job. Okay, let's uh, move across town. Fiat, Chrysler, maybe Opel too. Can this cat Marchione run it all? You know, I, Sergio Marchion must have a Carlos Ghosn slash Superman complex <laughs> uh, to be taking on Chrysler and going after Opel and deciding that he's going to be CEO of both entities. Um, when was the last time that worked that great? Because Carlos Ghosn is obviously the model for this management setup. But let's not forget that since he did take over Renault, uh, you know, he's got, he doesn't have both things running like a clock yet. They're running down like Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Well, the whole industry is, so yeah. I don't know if you can judge him just right. for that. But, but I, I think a lot of people would, would say that you, Carlos is stretched a little thin. This yeah. seems, sounds to me like Marchione would be stretched 
awfully, awfully thin. And I'm really curious as to see what the next level of management would be at Chrysler under him. Because let's face it, he's not going to be living in Auburn Hills. He might live in the Townsend Hotel, but he's not going to be living There's here. There's a room that yeah. will be available. All the yeah, time. Yeah. But, but let's see what happens with Jim Press. He, he appears to want to stay. Mm -hmm. uh, Lasorda's gone. We know Nardelli's gone. Um, but I don't think Press has an offer yet on the table. No, what he, well, it's interesting. It gets back to what we were talking about two minutes ago about uh, GM and the willingness to consider everything. It wasn't all that long ago when they announced that they needed a bailout from Europe and that they were willing, if necessary, to sell some of their GM of Europe operations. Well, all of a sudden, Fritz Henderson on Monday was saying there would be a willingness to consider taking a minority stake. So up until now, people were saying, no, wait a second. Uh, Marchione is saying they want to buy all of Opel or buy all of GM Europe. And GM was saying that they didn't want to sell a majority stake. Now they will. So it's starting to look like maybe there really is something there. But the question is, what does that mean for these two? Uh, GM is heavily dependent upon its European operation to do things like the development of mid-sized cars, the next generation of Pala, the next generation uh, Malibu, and so on. What happens if it's no longer, they're no longer involved? And today's point, what the heck does Marchione have in mind? He's going from you know, the, the bottom end of the first tier or the top of the, the middle tier, if you prefer, to trying to become the, uh, the industry giant. And I don't know how you make that happen. Maybe it's the right time for it, but it's going to be difficult. This is a very tangled web. I, I, you know, mm. you're trying to keep track of this on a scorecard, write them down in pencil. Because <laughs> the idea of GM taking a big minority stake in Fiat Chrysler, I'm, try, I'm trying to square that in my head, you know, over the events of the last five, six years. And, how that makes sense, and it's, it's, a, it's a circus. It's well, a there's circus. One, one thing to keep in mind. Uh, analysts and quote-unquote conventional wisdom, which traditionally tend to prove wrong, but often prove right second or third, say, sequence down the road. Uh, one of the things that everybody seems to be suggesting is that as we go through the shakeout to the middle of the next decade, one of the reasons why the next decade could see a golden era, which you and I have talked about, John, uh, maybe because there are going to be so many fewer manufacturers. If, in fact, you go with the argument that there's going to be six or seven true powerhouse global players, then perhaps this very strange bedfellow of Chrysler, Fiat, and GM. That may make sense. If it does go that way. I know all my career I've been hearing all kinds of industry experts predict there's only going to be a handful of car companies left and there's more than there ever has been. And I think that's the way it's going to go. Mm -hmm. But let's wrap this up because I'm dying to get Jim Dollinger in here. We'll be back in just a moment.